Hey, thanks for joining us here on Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. This is Jesse Diaz. Um, most of us don't like to waste time. You know, I'm not going to say everyone. I'm not going to generalize. But most people just don't like wasting time. I mean, you know, you go somewhere to get something done and you see a long line. You're like, stand there for 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever. Um, because honestly, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a phrase, time is money. And, you know, I guess that's true to some degree. But I think that none of us like to think that a day or an hour or a week of our lives is wasted. And, you know, one of the things that we see as wasted is when we're going through a problem, when we're going through some kind of a setback, some kind of, oh, I remember when I was, I was constructing, we were, we were building a house years ago. And every time, any little thing, any little problem meant like a week we would fall behind or a week and a half or it's like, ah, you know, it's like setbacks all the time. And in life, there are setbacks. There are situations in your life, in my life, problems of all kinds. I mean, you, you name it. I mean, we can go through a whole list of different kinds of problems that you and I face. And when we think about these problems, sometimes we may look at it as a waste of our time. We'll look at it and see it as wasted time. Okay, but this morning, what I want to share with you, and we're going to get in scripture in in a minute. But um, what I want to share is that God works in the background of trials. And you probably heard this before. I mean, if you're a person who goes to any church, you've probably heard this before. But God has reminded me time and again, when I go into scripture, that he is present in those trials. He is working in the background. And, you know, that there's always a plan and a purpose behind what God allows in our lives. Now, we can see this in, in Joseph's life, right? Joseph in the Old Testament. Um, I'm just going to read quickly, and I'm going to have to give some background to this, but Genesis 50, chapter 50, verse 20 says, you intended to harm me. This is Joseph speaking to his brothers. Uh, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now, the background of this is if you, you know, if you go into the book of Genesis, you're going to see that Joseph, God had a plan with Joseph from the get-go. Um, and he did make a few mistakes here and there. But the, the point is that his brothers really hated him because they saw God's grace on his life. And they saw how their father, uh, Jacob, had just this special love for Joseph. And the thing is, they, they cruelly sold him into slavery, basically, where he spent, you know, quite a few years of his life uh whether it was as a slave or later on in jail, uh, un, un, you know, it was unjustly uh, accused, right? But ended up in jail for, I don't remember how many years, now. I think it was two years or something like that. Um, but the thing was that he, all these things that happened to him, and now at the point where this scripture is chapter 50, um, God has done a lot of things by the time we get to chapter 50. You know, now Joseph has been uh, promoted to basically he was like the prime minister or, or something to that effect, like the, the, you know, the second in command of Egypt, you know, only after the Pharaoh. Um, he, you know, the Pharaoh was the only person who had more authority than him. So so right now his dad, Jacob, has died and his brothers are freaking out and they're like, oh, my God, you know, Joseph probably would kept his wrath from us because we were like evil when we did this to him 
was that dad was alive you know because of his love for dad he didn't you know like kill us all i mean he's like the the commander in egypt you know he's got like all these soldiers and whatever so they're freaking out now and they're thinking he's gonna kill us he's gonna you know he's gonna take revenge on us and they write a letter and they i don't remember if it was a letter but they sent him the message they sent him a message and the message is saying please don't kill us all basically in summary you know um we repent for what we did we're your slaves you know we humble ourselves something to that effect and the thing is that jacob starts to cry and you know just breaks down and it's like don't you guys see yet what god has done through all of this yes you guys really messed up big time in what you did to me yes that was pretty cruel that was kind of evil but you intended to harm me while god intended it all for good so god was in the background of that mess is what I'm trying to say. And there may be a mess what you're going that you're going through. I mean, just think about Joseph's mess. He ended up a slave, then in jail. But the thing with all of this is that if you if you go into scripture, you really have to go in and look at this. Everywhere he was, God was with him. So even in when he was in uh what was his name? I can't remember right now. The the this commander's house that he was the one who uh, Potiphar? Yeah, Potiphar. Um he was uh, a slave there. God put him in grace. When he was in jail, God put him in grace. He ended up pretty much in charge of of the jail, of being uh, you know a, a prisoner himself there, and ends up because of you know how God miraculously just gave him interpretation to dreams. You know, there's a whole story behind this, but he ends up with an amazing promotion to being in from jail to the palace. So, you know what what didn't make sense at that moment later it probably still didn't make sense while he was in jail it didn't make sense probably while he was in Potiphar's home he didn't he couldn't see the end game but God sees and knows the end game so what you're going through right now God can use to do something later on what I've gone through or what I'm going through right now he can use and and he does you know one experience builds on another I mean just think about it from from Potiphar's house to jail to the palace he was an administrator in these different situations you know God just put him up there and and used him so right now just think about some of the experiences that you've had experiences where you've learned something experiences that you right now you may be thinking you know this was a pretty useless experience well maybe not you know anyone who was looking at Joseph at that moment could have been thinking like well what a loser you know, this dude got sold by his own brothers. Man, you've got to suck to get sold by your own brothers and end up here. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes people's what people see as a loser or as a winner is very different from how God sees it. So your experiences can and will be used by God if you cooperate. See, there's a key thing there. It's a caveat. If you cooperate, Joseph cooperated this whole time with in this entire mess. And I say he cooperated because he had an opportunity to just simply say, uh, no, not today. You know, I kind of feel like God failed me. I'm here in jail. Uh, no, thank you. When they came to him and said, hey, we, we had these dreams and we don't know what they mean and yada, yada. And Joseph, basically, God gave him the interpretation because that's how God used Joseph. But just think of where he was. Think of the situation he was in at that moment and to be ministering. And sometimes God expects us to do stuff like that. That while we're in a trial, while we're going through something that just basically sucks, that we can be used by him. That we can be useful at that moment. And Joseph cooperated with that situation. And God brought him out of there. 
and basically promoted him to the highest office in Egypt. So at this time, he's telling his brothers, hey, you guys meant that to harm me, but you know what? God intended it for good. And then he, he even goes into detail. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And there we have to go back into the background and to the history, you know, the historic um, background there, um, because there was a great famine. And, and thanks to the interpretation of those dreams to, Joe, to, to the Pharaoh, they were able to get ready for the famine that was coming. They were able to get ready. And, and basically, he saved all of them. He saved his brothers. He saved his dad. He saved all his, their families because they were able to go to Egypt and be saved from that famine. You never know what you're going through, how God can use it at a specific moment. It may be hard to see it right now, but at the right moment, like I said before, one experience builds on another. Your experiences can and will be used by God if you cooperate. You know, I'll never forget, I started teaching years ago, I mean more like 20 something years ago, and I had no idea that the experience of being in front of high schoolers at that moment, I was teaching high school, the experience of being in front of those kids and teaching would get me ready to then be pastor of a church, you know, to stand in front of people and speak. You know, this is not something that comes easily to everyone, and it does to some, but I know that one experience helped me. And then when I ended up, you know, starting ministry and preaching and, and then going to, to as, you know, as an in some, uh, how can I say this, uh, as a speaker, being invited to speak in different churches where sometimes there was a lot of people there, a lot of youth or a lot of, you know, just people congregating and, and you can get nervous and whatever. But having been in the classroom and having spoken to people and just, you know, having that experience helped me to do that. What's funny, though, is that then later on in, in, a, in a future job situation, I ended up having to like coach colleagues, you know, people who are your equals, people who have bachelor's and master's degrees and some have doctorates and whatnot. And to have to speak to those people and coach them and work with them and, and let's work together on this or that project. You know what helped me for that? Having pastored, having, having been a pastor and having people in my church sometimes that had degrees like that. When I was pastoring in, in Puerto Rico and, and um, the Church of the Nazarene in, in uh, Camuy, in Quebrada, I had people sometimes there that were like, you know, politicians who were congregating in, in, in the church that I was pastoring. And some of them sometimes had, like I said before, degrees and, and whatnot and, and were ed highly educated people. And sometimes I would get a little bit like, you know, self-conscious when I was getting my sermon ready and thinking, oh my God, you know, I hope I have the right words here or whatever. And sometimes I just had to take a chill pill and say, wait, hold on now. I'm not, you know, I'm just going to do what God puts in my heart. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But what I'm trying to get at is that one experience helped me for the next, to do what I was going to do next. And in your life, this may be hard right now to, to reflect on what experience you've had that's helping you right now, but you might find one. If you, if you look carefully into your life, you might find something that you're like, wow, I'm, I'm, I can do this now because I went through this other thing. And that's what God did in Joseph's life, and that's what God does in our lives. Today, it's a moment to reflect and to be used by God in one way or another. You may not feel worthy. None of us are. No one is worthy. Only Jesus is worthy. But he gives you the ability to be useful for his glory. How can God use your experiences today? 
God bless you. Thanks for listening in. And until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Fast Break from Straightforward Radio. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Straightforward Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel where you can share this with someone who might need it today.